Good morning, Lift Church. It is so good to be with you this morning. And let me tell you, besides needing a haircut in a bad, bad way, there is no place that I'd rather be with you on this Sunday morning. If you haven't met me before, my name is Adam. I'm so blessed to serve as the youth director here at Lift Church. And let me just say, you could have been a million different places this morning, but you're here and we're so, so excited to worship with with you to dig into God's word with you and to join together in the best way we possibly can through jointly worshiping online. Uh, we'd love to get connected with you, whether or not this is the first time you're with us or the thousandth time that you're with us. And the best way to do that is by going to liftchurch.info. Again, liftchurch.info. And on that page, you'll find several different things. First, our online connect register. Go ahead, fill that out with as much information as you're comfortable with. Uh, we'd love to get connected with you during the week, and that's the best way that we can do that. But at the bottom of that connect register, there's a chance for you to fill in your prayer requests. Please, if there's something heavy on your heart and you need people to join you in prayer, put it down there. We have a team of people that are praying for those each and every single day. And we want to let you know that you will be joined by many, many prayer warriors who will lift up your prayers to the God of the heavens if you simply want somebody to pray with you. No, we are there to join you in that. After the online connect register, you'll also find a place to give online. Lift Church continues to do God's work here in Rochester, our community, our state, and the world around us. And we know that God can do so much more with a fraction of what we give back to him, of what he has already given to us. So we just pray that you prayerfully consider uh, giving to our ministry so that we can continue to make Jesus known in Rochester and the world to come. We're going to jump right into God's word this morning uh, after a little bit of worship. So go ahead and grab your Bible. Uh, and I'm going to just pray for us real quick as we go and do our best to join together corporately via online as we wait anxiously to join together in person. But we know this is where God has us right now. And we're so thankful that you're continuing to dig in and pursue Christ with everything that you've got. Heavenly Father, Thank you for the chance to join together in worship, to join together uh, even though we are not seeing each other face to face, we are getting closer to seeing you face to face, Lord. We just pray that you have your hands over this online service. Bless the worship. Bless uh, as we continue to study your word. But most of all, uh, bless our hearts as we do our absolute best to pursue you with everything that we've got on this Sunday morning. We love you. We're so thankful for all that you're doing in our lives. It's in your heavenly name that we pray. Amen. Lift, it is so good to worship with you. We're going to go ahead and jump right into worship. Darkness falls, it won't prevail. 
Cause the God I serve knows only how to triumph My God will never fail No, my God will never fail And I'm gonna see your victory I'm gonna see your victory For the battle belongs to you
your name worthy of our praise we worship you here we stand in all you deserve it all jesus evermore we worship you
water parks. I mean, you have to love the family water park. I mean, I remember uh, as a family going over to the Wisconsin Dells, heading to those fabulous water slides, raising three kids in the midst of the journey, and I'll never forget one of those moments. And the moment was we were heading to the largest slide in the park. It was that slide that uh, was a little scary to get to, but that slide was gonna bring the greatest thrill. And I remember taking one of my kids up the stairs. We started off so courageous. We started off so bold, starting off so like, we got this thing. And then all of a sudden, as you make your way up the stairs, what happens? All of a sudden it's like, ah, hey dad, I don't know about this dad. You get a little bit further up and it's like, ah, hey daddy, I don't know. And, and then like when, when you're in line, I mean, whether maybe whether it's a roller coaster or, or whether it's some other journey, if you've never been to a water park, but when you're in your line, all of a sudden you start watching each individual, right? Make that, make that step, right? Make that step of adventure, that, that step into the life of thrill or into the water slide. And I remember approaching the water slide with one of my kids and, and it was just before they were about to go, we, there was one person left and this person, I mean, think about water slides, they're kind of freaky, right? Because the reality was this, man, my kid right, was about to let go and, and it starts off into this tube of darkness that you have no idea where it's going to end up. And sure enough, we watched the person go before us and they go down in my little kid, I think it was my little girl, she gets into the t- she gets into like that that wading pool of the water slide and she looks back with hesitancy like dad is this going to be okay and i'm sitting there going this is going to be great you're going to love it i'll meet you there at the end i'll be there right there with you and sure enough off she goes into the darkness into the thrill into the adventure to come out on the other side saying, Daddy, can I do it one more time? Can I do it one more time? It's that thrill, it's that adventure that we long for. It's the excitement of life, it's it's the energy. And can I just say something to you? Our life with Jesus, that's what we're called into. Our life with Jesus is a call to adventure. It's a call to following. It's a call to faith. It's called to enter into moments where where we don't know what's going to happen, but that we get to tell a story and and tell a story of the greatness of God. One of my just favorite uh, texts as a dad is where one generation will declare the greatness of God to the next. And that's the call for you. That's the call for me as followers of Jesus. And I have to ask you this, because today we're going to get personal. Do you want that step? Do you want that adventure? Do you want that, that mission that God is calling us to, to step out in faith and to follow Him? We're in this sermon series called You Follow Me. We've been going through John chapter 21, and today is the final It's the final message. It it, it kind of is this climax. It it brings it all together of, are you willing 
to follow me. It gets personal. The title this morning is You Follow Me, Be Personal. And we have to realize this. See, see we as individuals, we, we have this decision to make. Will we follow Jesus? But I also want to make it us very aware of this, that, that I think as, as Americans, we've made it too individualistic. We, we, we've made it too much about us and not enough about others, not enough about pursuing Jesus. So please know, as we enter into this decision, the, the, the personal decision to follow, also realize it impacts the community around you. It impacts your family. It impacts your children and their children. It impacts the neighborhood that you live in. I mean, your decision impacts the world around us. It's just the reality of what God does within us. And this morning, as we open up our Bibles to John chapter 21, and as we finish this series, I have three questions for you to consider. The first question is this. Will you follow Jesus anywhere? Will you follow Jesus anywhere? Look at verse 20 of chapter 21. It says this. So Peter turned and saw the disciple whom Jesus loved following them. The the one who also had leaned back against him during the supper and had said, Lord, who is it that is going to betray you? Verse 21. And when Peter saw him, he said to Jesus, Lord, what about this man? See, see the, the, the context of this moment with Jesus, the context of this interaction is that Jesus had just told Peter what his future was going to be. Jesus, in, in verse 19, had just told, had just told Peter, hey, listen, you're going to go to a place that you don't want to go, and you're going to die in a way that you don't want to die. And, and this indicated, I mean, it was it's so clear in the, in the text, it, it indicated the way that, that, the way that Peter was going to die. And, and most likely from, from the sources that, that we can tell, most likely Peter actually died by crucifixion. But Peter did not want to die like Jesus died, so he asked to be crucified upside down. And he went to a place that was out of his control. And he ended up in this place that he did not want to be, but he was willing to lay it all on the line for Jesus. He was willing to go anywhere that Jesus asked him to go. Are you? Like, will you follow Jesus anywhere? If, if, if God desires to have you go to a place that you don't necessarily want to go to, will you go anyways? I mean, teenagers, right? Well, will, will you step into, will, will you stand up for Jesus in, in places that you may not want to? Are you willing to follow him anywhere? I, I mean, often I think about those who have gone before us. I think of the missionaries that have, you know, left the safeties of their home, have left the safeties possibly even of the United States and have gone across the globe. I, I think of my brother about seven, eight years ago. Uh, he, he made this decision to follow Jesus right across the oceans into Kenya to be able to start orphanages. He took his four kids, he took his wife and his four kids, and they went off this, to this adventure, you know, to this land. And he lived the first two years 
in, in like someone else's home and in, in the chief's home with, with no toilets, right? Like, I mean, I mean, come on two years. Like, are you willing to go anywhere? Are you willing to walk with Jesus no matter where he calls us to? Because I don't know about you, man. I love comfort. Like, I love the comforts of my home. I, I love the comforts of being in control. I, I, I just, I, I love being in, in, in the safe places. But Jesus calls you and I to so much more. He, he, this is what I'd say to y'all. Like, we settle for less. We settle for comfort. We, we settle for what we know when Jesus is calling us to something greater. Are we willing to follow Jesus anywhere? It, it's a personal question, but it impacts so many others. It's a personal decision, yet impacts the communities around us. Are you willing to follow anywhere? And here's the second question. Will you follow Jesus no matter what others do? Will you follow Jesus no matter, no matter what others do? Let's, let's again look at verses 21 and 22 of chapter 21. It says, when Peter saw him, he said to Jesus, Lord, what about this man? And, and Jesus said to him, if it is my will that he remain until I come, what is that to you? You follow me. I mean, I love, I love this moment with Jesus and Peter. I, I mean, we, we don't know exactly how it all went, all goes down. Like, we, we don't know the motivations, right? We, we don't know if Peter was saying like, hey, yo, I'm about to like live this miserable life or I'm about to like die in a pretty miserable way. Like, what about this guy? Like, like, like can, he, can he do that? Like, why do I have to do this? You know what I mean? I, I honestly don't think that was actually Peter's motivation. A lot of times I've thought about that. I honestly think Peter's motivation was more in love with John, like was more in love with this disciple. And he was saying, hey, like, like what about him? Is, is he going to have to do the same thing that I need to do? And Jesus is saying, listen, that's not up to you. What's up to you is you follow me. Will you follow Jesus? no matter what others do. Like, will you follow Jesus when it isn't fair? What will you follow Jesus when it seems that the life that he is calling you, you to is to more generosity or more sacrifice or, or more service and, and your neighbor or, or others won't, won't go in? Like, like what, what will you do? It's a huge question. It's a personal question. It's a personal question that impacts the community around us. It's a personal question that impacts the church that we're part of. It's a personal question that it, that impacts peop, people. As I said, I, I grew up with an older brother and, and an older sister. I was the baby of the family. I got away with anything. I was able to do you know anything that I wanted to. And uh, anyway, but most of the time, as as the baby of the family, I looked up to my older brother, looked up to my older sister, and was kind of like, "Why are they so good at that, and I'm not?" I'd play basketball inside with my brother and he'd, he'd like beat me every single time. And I'm like, why do you always have to beat me? You know, or, or I'd look at how smart and intelligent my sister was. And I was like, man, why, like, why are you so much smarter than I am? 
You know, and, and they, they kind of like kept going as, as I got older, like, like God, like what, what about me? You know what I mean? Like, 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 like where's my blessing or, or, or where's, where's my gifts or, or where, where, where's my thing? And, but Jesus is saying, listen, hey, Ron, you follow me. I have a plan for you. I have, I have gifts that I've given to you. I, I have people that I want you to meet. I have a plan, a specific plan that, that I've called you to. You follow me. Don't worry about other people. Don't compare yourself to other people. You follow me. Two questions. Two questions. Will you follow Jesus anywhere? And will you follow Jesus no matter what, no matter what others do? And here's the third question, the final question. Is it worth following Jesus? Is it worth it? I mean, I think that's the question we all ask. It's the question we want to know. Look at verses 23 to 25. So the saying spread uh, abroad among the brothers that the disciple was not to die. Yet Jesus did not say to him that he was not to die. He, he said, if it is my will, he will remain until I come. So what is that to you? And this is the disciple who is bearing witness about those things and who has written these things. And we know that his testimony is true. This clarifies who wrote this letter. It's why we know that John, the disciple, son of Zebedee, wrote this letter. The one whom Jesus loved, the one who put his head against his shoulder it, I mean, it's, it's John. And look at how he ends, verse 25. Now there are also many other things that Jesus did. Were every one of them to be written, I suppose that the world itself could not contain the books that would be written. John's saying there's so much more that Jesus did. There's so many more miracles. There's so many other healings. There's so many other things that he did. There's so many times that he laughed. There's so many times that he cried with people. There's so many other things. Like I couldn't write them all down. Is it worth it? Like, is it worth following Jesus? Is it worth following Jesus, this one who has done so much more than even could be written down on? Is it worth it? Here's what I want you to do. I want you now to turn to 1 Peter, 1 Peter chapter 1, because let's hear directly from Peter. Right? I mean, Peter, right, is, is, is on this beach with Jesus, right? Uh, Jesus tells Peter, like, this is what you're going to do. Like, this is the place you're going to go, and this is how you're going to die. Like, like what does Peter say? Is, is it worth it? So turn to 1 Peter chapter 1. We're going to start at verse 3 to see the benefits of following Jesus. Because I don't know about you, I ask that question. I mean, is Jesus worth the adventure? Is Jesus worth the risk? Is Jesus worth the sacrifice? Is it, is it worth giving my money to? I, I mean, always remember this, church. When you give financially, you're not just giving to a church. You're giving to advance the kingdom of God. You're giving to advance the mission that he has given to us, we're to give faithfully and, and generously. Is, is it worth giving my money to? Is, is, is Jesus worth giving my time to? 
is Jesus worth like telling other people, others to, right? I mean, is Jesus worth spending my time in prayer and spending my daily time with him? Is, is Jesus worth it? Like, is, there, is it worth the conflict? Is it worth the sacrifice? Is it worth the persecution? You know, is it worth the, is it worth the sleepless nights? What does verse 3 say? What does Peter say in 1 Peter chapter 1? Here's three reasons. There's three reasons why following Jesus is worth it. Number one, we have hope. We have hope. Look at 1 Peter chapter 1. So blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. According to his great mercy, he has caused us to be born again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. I mean, is it worth it? We have hope. We have a living hope. Why do we have a living hope? Because of what Jesus Christ has done, that he loved you so much, he died on that cross. Three days later, he rose from the grave. Death could not defeat him. Therefore, as followers of Jesus, we walk in this living hope that there is nothing that comes our way where we do not have hope. Did you hear that, church? There's nothing that comes our way that there is not this hope that we have because of what Jesus Christ has done. I mean, that's, that's awesome to, to be able to walk in this, in this joy and in, in, in this freedom and this hope because of what Jesus Christ has done. All right, I, I'm going to get a little personal. Like It reminds me of one of my favorite movies, Dumb and Dumber. I don't know if you remember the part of the movie, but it's towards the end. And, and, uh, and, and Jim Carrey is asking this, right, this, this girl that he wants to date. And he's saying, hey, like, do I have a chance to date you? And, and the girl is like, well, you know what? We, we have like, you have like one in a million, like one in a billion chance to be able to date me. And Jim Carrey is like, so you know what? I have a chance, right? Like, you remember that point? Like, people, we have hope. We have a chance. We have that hope because of what Jesus Christ has done. There is nothing that is impossible with God. What seems impossible in your life right now is possible with God because it's based on the foundation of Jesus Christ and what he has done for us on the cross and in his resurrection. Here's the second benefit of following Jesus, right? Once again, it's the last question. Is it worth it? Is it worth giving my life to Jesus? Is it worth following? People, we have hope. And the second is we have an inheritance that can never perish. 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 4 says, To an inheritance that is imperishable, undefiled, and unfading, kept in heaven for you. That's our future. That you have an inheritance. We have an inheritance with Jesus that will never perish, spoil, or fade. Like, like you can't spend it all. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, like you, there's no end to it. It will never, it will dev, never die. It will never perish. It will never spoil. I mean, think about how different things spoil, how food spoils. Think, think about over time, how, how me, even kind of some of the things that we love, right, can get spoiled over time or fungus can grow on it or, or whatever it is, right? I mean, even as we grow old, I mean, not me, but certainly for other people as they grow old and as they start running or they try to work out, right, what the, like the bones hurt, 
right? I mean, it's, it's, it spoils. We, we get weaker with time. But we have been saved into an inheritance that will never perish, spoil. It's undefiled, which means it, it, it contains nothing unworthy of God's approval. It can never fade. And it is kept in heaven for you. And it was purchased for you through the cross. We didn't deserve it, but we were given to it. My mom passed away 19 years ago. And I remember even in the things in which she passed away, that there was an inheritance. There were, there were things that we could receive you know, from my mom. But even those things that we've received right, from my mom in this inheritance, they, they can spoil, they, they can fade with time. But what we have received from the Lord, what we have received from Jesus, can never spoil, can never fade. It's with us. Is it worth it? We have hope. We have an inheritance that can never perish. And finally, we have a shield of protection around us. Look at verses 5 and 6. Who by God's power are being guarded through faith for a salvation ready to be rewarded in this in the last time in this you rejoice though now for a little while if necessary you've been grieved by various trials right i mean peter's saying look listen there's gonna be moments of grief that there's me there's me trials that are going to come our way but there's this shield of protection god protects us he shields us I think of the movie in Incredibles and, and Violet, right? It had this force field, right? That, that could not be penetrated, right? Like, like Jesus protects us. I mean, is it worth it? Is, is it worth following Jesus? Yes. I mean, we have this living hope. We have an inheritance that can never spoil or fade. And we have the shield of protection. Follow Jesus. Jesus gets personal with us. He asks us those three questions. Those three tough, personal questions. Will you follow Jesus anywhere? Will you follow Jesus no matter what others do? And is, and is it worth it? And I'll say to you, it is. And your decision will impact lives. I remember uh, being at Caribou Coffee way back in the day. And I know Caribou Coffee is very popular in Minnesota, came out of Minnesota, in fact. But uh, in Chicago, Caribou Coffee no longer really exists. And I remember being in Caribou Coffee uh, one morning, and this guy walks in, and I was working on my message, and sits down next to me. I was a little annoyed by that, but I was at a community table, so you, you can't blame him. And sure enough, he starts talking with me. And I have to admit, I was like, man, I got stuff to do. You know, I got a sermon to write. I, I got things to do. We start talking and I realize that he just lost his job. And he begins to ask me, hey, what do you do? And I was like, well, I'm, I'm a pastor of a church. He's like, oh, really? And we started, we started talking. And as the conversation grew more and more and more, he began to ask about what it looks like to put his faith in Jesus Christ. He began to ask me questions about faith and and sure enough, after a couple more weeks of meeting and gathering together, this man, he gave his life to Jesus Christ. 
his life impacted forever. But that's not where the story ends. This man, as he continued to follow Jesus, he came to me one, one afternoon and said, Hey, what would you mind if, if, if the church you know, that, that I'm a part of, what would you mind if, if we do a biker Sunday? And everything like, what are, you, what are we going to do? Like a biker? It's like, a, like, like motorcycle guys, like, like coming to our church? Like, what, like, what are we going to do? Like, how, how do we do this? And he's like, I don't know, but those are the guys that I hang out with. And I was like, all right, like, let's do this thing. You know what I mean? Like, let, let's make this thing happen. And, and so sure enough, annually, our church began to do what we called Biker Sunday. And annually, we had, we had bikers from all over the community come in to get prayed for. They would come in to our worship service. And through that, We've seen more and more bikers come to know Jesus. Why? Why? Because there's this personal decision that you and I need to make. And for me, it was in third grade when I put my faith in Jesus Christ. And then there's personal decisions of, am I willing to go anywhere with him or for him? Am I, am I willing to do anything no matter what others do? And, and, then, and then this person right, named Eric, a great friend of mine, right, comes and he puts his faith in Jesus. Now he's got decisions to make that impact. I mean, will you follow Jesus? It's a personal decision that impacts others, that impacts your family. And what I know, what I know is Jesus is waiting. Jesus says the same thing to you and to me as he said to Peter. You follow me. You follow me. Let's make that decision this morning. If you desire to, to make that decision, we pray with me right now? Lord Jesus, Lord, I've screwed up. I've made mistakes. But Lord, you, you love me anyway. And, and, and you lived and you died on a cross and you died on the cross so that I could be forgiven, so that I could be set free. And you rose three days later to prove that you are the way and the truth and the life. And Lord Jesus, right now, I, I give my life to you. I just receive you. I believe and agree with what you've done. And Lord Jesus, help me to live the rest of my life with you. Pursuing you and following you no matter where you call me to, no matter what others do. Because Lord, I know it's worth it. Thank you for loving me anyways. Thank you for calling me to follow you. I give you my life. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thanks so much for lifting in. Thanks so much for listening in. Thanks, Lift Church, for letting me be part of this journey. And I pray that we will continue to follow Jesus as he has called us to.